and in this instance, the little guy is you, the homeowner. Now, this is not an abologia for 30-year mortgages and usury. It's not an excuse to go out and get one if you can avoid it. It's just simply the way life is in modern America and has been since the uh, after the New Deal, if you are. Certainly after World War II. Why would they want to do that? Why would they want to drive you out of owning your own home? Well, if you own your own home, then you have the potential to someday pay it off and actually own it. And then you're kind of like, got all the private property and stuff. We don't want you to have any private property. We want to own. We're the bad guys. We want to own all the property. Remember, it is necessary... Under Belloc's uh, economic system, which we've been studying, one of the things we learned, you have to have land. It's got to be land. Can't produce capital, can't produce wealth without land. And it comes in various forms, but they don't want you to own land. Remember, you will own nothing and you will own nothing and you will be happy. You will own nothing, and you will be happy. Well, remember back in 2021, we were then hearing stories about this company called BlackRock. And that they were, why were they going around, as soon as Trump was gone, why were they going around buying homes up for 20% over asking price. If you want to know what drove the real estate market into the toilet hole that it's in today, well, that was it. Uh, Blackwalk was running around and was throwing cash at people that were selling homes shortly after or during the last phase of the corona doom and during the first phase of Biden's $6 trillion all-you-can-eat buffet, uh, shower the American continent with $100 bills. And they were going around, they weren't just buying houses. You remember we were reporting on this. They were paying over asking price for the houses. And they were paying cash. I have a story here from Fox News. This is from 2021. BlackRock, other investment firms, killing the dream of home ownership. Journalist says, um, Chronicle's associate editor, Pedro Gonzalez, reacts on Tucker Carlson tonight. And the story was the New York City risk and investment manager, uh, Titan BlackRock, is among several high-powered firms pushing working families out of the housing market and into rentals, therefore depriving them of, the, of capital and the opportunity to build credit and equity. According to a Wall Street Journal report, BlackRock, led by billionaire Lawrence Fink. Well, what a bad guy name if there ever was one, you Fink. <laughs> Lawrence Fink is purchasing entire neighborhoods and converting single-family homes into rentals. While in cities like Houston, investors like Fink account for one quarter of all home purchases. 
On Tucker Carlson tonight, Chronicles journalist and Associated Editor Pedro Gonzalez said BlackRock actions are leading 40% of American renters to believe that they will never be able to purchase a home. Quote, Home ownership gives people a, state, a stake in society. It's a way to build generational wealth. It's the foundation of the middle class and part of the American dream. Uh, he said, permanent capital like that from, uh, uh, from firms like Finks are killing the dream and giving us a nightmare of dispossession. The uh, close quote. The impetus for firms uh, to mass uh, mass purchase housing is to underwrite pensions and pad their books by spiking home prices. But Gonzalez warned that these reckless actions will only accelerate the next housing bubble to burst, as it did a decade ago. Uh, and, and then he, he said this, quote, the same institutions also promote progressive political policies like environmental policies that also raise the price of housing and they push for more immigration like J.P. Morgan Asset Management Corporation. I only bring that story up just to demonstrate that we and others were on to this scam back in 2021. Actually, we were on onto it back in 2020. When people first started reporting during the Corona doom that people were coming knocking on their doors without masks on and asking to buy their houses. And you're going, my house isn't for sale. Uh, what if I gave you $475,000 for it, sir? You look at the guy and go like, it's only worth three hundred. dollars last time I had it appraised, dude. Uh, yeah, but we think it has some very, very, uh, uh, we think the value is going to increase substantially in the very near future, and we're willing to give you $475,000 for it. Remember, I was telling a story that uh, like three weeks before this house, Studio San Michelle, before it went on the market, that four houses down from me and then nine houses uh, down around the corner from me. Those houses went on, uh, this was in May of 2022. In May of 2022, those two of those houses went on the market in the first week in June. One was on for 42, uh, 48 hours and one was on for 72 hours. Literally, the guy that bought the house that's right across from mine today, <clears throat> the dude literally drove his pickup truck, or his, 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 he doesn't need a pickup truck, he doesn't have a trailer hitch, uh, drove his short bed $150,000 pickup truck bat, uh, past uh, my buddy Matt's house with a satchel filled with $440,000 in $100 bills, to, like in the Big Lebowski, threw it over the roof of the pickup truck. It landed on the on the doorstep, and it said, "Here, here, I'll take the house. Be out in thirty days." And I want your furniture. And I want all your furniture too, and your pool boy, and everything else that you got there. Dude paid two hundred and twenty dollars a square foot across the way from me. $220 a square foot. Home was built in 2008. I know because I know the guy that built it. I was here. Was built in 2008 for $118 a square foot. That's quite a nice tidy profit if you can find it. No, that's what it was it built for. That's what it sold for. Probably costs $80 a square foot, 90 uh, to actually build it. Same deal with another house that was around the corner. That guy sold that house for $415,000. That house was sm is smaller than this one, has almost no lot whatsoever. It's on a corner, a very busy corner. The front yard is basically a ditch. 
and now sold for almost $300,000. I'm sorry, $275,000 more than, uh, than it was sold for back in 2009 when it was built and sold. My, my, my point is, I'm just demonstrating, uh, illustrating the ridiculous nature of what people were getting for, for, for houses during this 2020, 2021, and all the way up until late spring of 2022. Now, what was driving this? Well, there were a lot of things that were driving it, the least of which was Biden throwing $6 trillion in helicopter cash and showering people with these stimmy checks and what have you. But the unreported story was what was really driving it was the Fed discount window that we've talked about before. And people going or designing diabolical entities going, borrowing hundreds of billions of dollars to go out and buy and drive the price of the average American home up so that few people, middle class people, would be able to come behind them and actually purchase those homes. That was the point of driving the prices up. Well, why would they do that? Well, so you got to rent them. So the same person that might have bought it before goes like, I can't afford that. Oh, yeah, but hey, I got a great deal here. I can rent it to you. Because they borrowed the money probably for near nothing. And now then the home ownership game is now going... This was done intentionally. This was done to drive people into becoming renters and out of becoming owners. Remember, here on this show and on the Crusade Channel and uh, almost all of what we, we do, we always talk about the ownership of things. Ownership is important. Ownership may be the most important thing in many of the things or, or, or many of the events or many of the um, tools, if you will, that you will use to create wealth. Uh, as we learn about it through the uh, uh, economics as if families matter. Ownership matters. If you don't own land, you own nothing. You have to own land. You've got to own your own land. Being a permanent renter is an untenable and undesirable situation, and that's what they want to bring about, which kind of lets you know who is the author of home ownership? Who is the author of land ownership? God. Some of you are going like, miniature plane, I don't know who the first real estate agent was. Oh, my mother know that. Yeah, you do. His name is God. <laughs> He gave the first piece of real estate to Adam and Eve. He goes, hey, here's this thing. I call it paradise. It's yours. Man, you can build a house over there. If you want to pretend like you have a vacation home, you can build it way over there on the other side of the Tiger or the, the, uh, the Tiber River. <laughs> you can live over here on the Nile. When God led the Israelites out of, uh, of Egypt and told him, I'm going to take you to the promised land. Who was the real estate agent that sold the lots for the Israelites to build their homes on? Better charge play that with Aaron and Moses. No, it wasn't Moses. 
It wasn't MRA, Moses Real Estate Agency. <laughs> it wasn't AARA, Aaron Real Estate Agency. It was God. God said, uh, I'm going to give this land to you. We're going to call it the Holy Land. You will build me a temple here. You will worship me under this particular formula. And then, of course, all the other parts, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the Jewish religion, uh, the ark and all that uh, come about. But God gave them the land. God was a real estate agent, so it's a holy thing, man owning land. It's completely and totally in keeping with God's plan for man. Sticking someone in between that owner and the land is not part of God's plan. Now, I'm not saying that he's opposed to people sharecropping or the feudal or the feudal system and what have you here. But even in the feudal system, those people that were on that were squatting on that land basically owned it. Well, we got to get rid of that. We can't implement the New World Order and the Great Reset with you people out there owning a bunch of land. Now, this was made so crystal clear and plain. Yesterday, uh, I already knew this, but it was made clear. A uh, guy named Steve Cortez is a contributor at amgreatness.com. That's amgreatness, one word, dot com. Cortez has this report at, a, a, at amgreatness, and I'm going to get into the, uh, the, the nitty-gritty details of it. Housing conundrum. High prices, high interest rates, crippling for aspirational. Affordable housing may soon be available only to the wealthy. You read this piece and start delving into it and start, which we did, and then went back and we're looking for, like, from uh, this particular piece is from June the 19th, 2021. Uh, this is from Slate.com, not a friend of ours. Investment firms aren't buying all the houses, but they are buying the most important ones. Now, why were they doing that? Well, as Cortez explains, Americans who already own homes find themselves in an enviable position presently, particularly if they have little or no debt on them. Or mortgages locked in at super low rates that dominated the pre-lockdown years. But for the aspirational striver than society, and there aren't very many of those, but let's just pretend that there are, uh, newlyweds or parents having more children, or the upwardly mobile entrepreneur seeking a better home, the present housing crisis presents a conundrum. In short, the housing market is not functioning as it should. Based on normal incentives and most of real estate market history. Specifically, interest rates have surged and yet home prices stay sky high. Even the Clinton News Network concedes this twisted reality running a recent story with the headline question, why isn't the housing market behaving the way it's supposed to? And there's a graph here that shows it starts in uh, late 2020 
and then goes through August of this year. United States government bond 10-year yield. And it shows that the bond rate, uh, which started at around well, half a percent at the start of the Biden regime, is now up to over 4 percent, uh, about 4 and a quarter percent now. That quadrupling of the world's most important market interest rate flows directly from the exorbitant federal borrowing and spending that commenced with the 2020 lockdowns. Then Biden compounded the massive initial 2020 errors. Where have you heard this at before, by the way? What, what, have, what, what has your kind and humble host been telling you about showering $6 trillion in excess? That wasn't just the I'm talking about they spent $6 trillion over what they had budgeted. What kind of an effect was that going to have? You've heard it here for the last two and a half, three years now. Steve Cortez is just reiterating, going like, that church guy was telling you dudes the truth. And it's even worse and more nefarious than he made it out to be. Then Biden compounded the massive initial 2020 errors. Once the unnecessary created, uh, created COVID panic society, uh, once the unnecessary created COVID panic subsided, rather than revert to budgetary sanity, Biden ramped up the fiscal profligacy even further. As a result, the Federal Reserve, which suddenly finds monetary religion, where else have you heard that? What did I tell you? This is the Federal Reserve going, hey, hey, we get to monkey with the economy, not you, Biden. Stop, dude. If you don't stop, we're going to raise interest rates and kill your recession. We're going to send you into a recession in your presidency. Ah, man, corn pop don't care. As a result, the Federal Reserve, which suddenly finds monetary religion, fights hard against its inflation by raising rates, but finds limited success as the central bank's tighter monetary policy slams headfirst into the fiscal gluttony of Biden and his budget allies on Capitol Hill, including Republicans like McConnell and Graham.